My hair looks terrible. My hair looks absolutely terrible. That's fine. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, wait. I don't do that anymore. I do cold opens. <laughs> I wish that was scripted. I wish the beginning of that was scripted. No. Uh, yeah, we're just going to go. Let's get it to it. Uh, college basketball, college basketball, European Minute, MLB, college baseball, NHL, NBA. Right when you think, oh, there's no football, you know, what, what do you guys talk about? That just means everything else is going to be in the microscope more and more. This is when it gets fun. This is when I'm watching soccer. This is when I'm watching basketball. This is when I'm watching NBA and NHL. This is the time to, that the other sports start to come into play now. And that's why I miss baseball. Today, I went on my score app, and uh, I think today was the first day where I looked at it, and it said canceled, 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 canceled. That's when it hurts the most. I'm going to talk about that later. But, yeah, it baseball not being back hurts. But let's start off with the big, the big ticket item, college basketball. This weekend, one, two, three, four, five, six, and nine all got beat this weekend. And this is where college basketball is unlike any other sport. It's just, it feels like it's crazy every weekend. This is why college is so great. Um, but college basketball is better. Uh, college, ba college basketball is better than college football because there's just more that can happen. It's easier to lose a college basketball game than it is to lose a college football game. You know, in college football, you get Georgia and Bama, and yeah, every once in a while they'll get beat. But to have it happen, all it, it seems more frequently. It, it just makes it so much better. But where do we stand now? What 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 does the top four look like? Well, I do the Final Four talk every single week, and in my opinion, if we had to do power rankings, it doesn't. I I've been saying Arizona, Gonzaga, Duke all season long, and I'm kind of keeping with that. I think Gonzaga, if you are Gonzaga, you can't lose. If they're in a bad spot, because you can't lose those games. Uh, you can't lose the St. Mary's. You can't lose the San Francisco. You have to win all of those games in order to consistently be the number one team in the country, in my opinion. But do they fall down to five? No, St. Mary's is a really good team, really well-coached team. And if it wasn't for Gonzaga, they would be winning the WCC uh, every single year. Um, but... I don't know. I, I feel as though my top four for right now, if I had to rank it, Arizona they, is number one. I think that they are all around the best team. Um, they are top 10 in both offense and defense for Ken Palm. They have great guard play, great coach, and great big men who can rebound block. I think they average the third most third most blocks in the, in the country. They play defense so well. And offensively, they move the ball around so well. And uh, Mather, uh, Matherhorn, I think that's his last name. He's a NBA player. He's a he's going to be drafted in like the ten to fifteen range, but he is a scorer and he's very good. I think Arizona has the most talent. Number two, I got Gonzaga. Uh, I think overall they might have slipped up at St. Mary's. You can't do that and be number one, but. They are the second best team in the country, in my opinion. And then number three, I got Duke. I think Duke, when Duke wants to be the best team in the country, they do it, and they are the best team in the country. But the problem is that they kind of fall asleep sometimes, like when they lost to Virginia at home. They just they kind of just fall asleep, and you, you can't really rely on that for a whole entire for a tournament. But I think that they have the highest ceiling out of any team. And then number four, 
Purdue. I, I really do. I, I don't think – I think Kentucky, they looked bad against Arkansas. Kansas obviously got beat by a Baylor team at Baylor, and Baylor's hurt. Villanova maybe could sneak into that fourth spot. Uh, but they've got a huge game against Providence for the Big East this week. I don't know. I, I For me, I think I keep Purdue there because I think Michigan State is a, is going to start figuring it out from here, and I think they're going to start winning some big games. So my top four, Arizona, Gonzaga, Duke, Purdue. I just think Purdue is really, really good. I said earlier this year that they were going to be frauds. That was until I saw how good Jaden Ivey actually was because Jaden Ivey is – out of this world. I think he is going to be a John Morant-like player that impacts the NBA year one and can change a franchise around um, like the Memphis Grizzlies. So, But with it being the last week before conference week, you know, because this week is fun uh, because you've got all everybody spreading to the finish, but who's in, who's out for the bracket? And my the way the, the website that I use isn't Bracketology. It's called BracketMatrix.com. What they do is they compile 100... How many is it? Is it uh, 106? 100, they compile around 106 different... I've seen 113 before. They compile all of these uh, brackets all, all across the internet, and they compile them onto their website, and they average it out to show you where everybody's at, and they'll show you uh, which each bracket, and you can click it. It's cool. Bracketmatrix.com. It's the best. According to them, Michigan is in. Michigan is in. They Out of 106 brackets that came out right now as I'm doing this podcast, out of the 106, they are in 101. So while a lot of people like Joe Leonardo, you're saying they're on the bra- they're on the bubble, losing to Illinois might hurt them. In my opinion, from what I'm seeing, I think Michigan is in, and I think they have a lot. They have three games to really prove that to be in, including the Big Ten, not even including the Big Ten tournament. I mean, Michigan State and Iowa at home. And then you go to Ohio State, who is a beatable team. You go two and one, Michigan. You're in. You're in, and you get Juwan Howard back. It's as good as it gets. It's as good as it gets, and you're going to be a tough 12 seed. But from everything that I've compiled from Bracket Matrix and from Joe Lenardi, there seems to be a here. Here's where the bubble is right now: UNC, Indiana, Memphis, SMU, Rutgers, and BYU. And four of those teams get in. Uh, out of out of those six, they're fighting for four spots. And in my personal opinion, from what I'm seeing, those four teams should be UNC, Indiana, Memphis, and Rutgers. I think Rutgers probably is on the lowest. I think they're on the they're on the hardest bubble. They've lost the last three. They're only good at home. They need to win. They need to get a couple more wins ending out this season, and they got to get a win in the get two wins in the Big Ten tournament in order to really solidify themselves. I think Memphis is the most talented team, but they have not been able to put it together this year. Obviously, Penny Hardaway has been paying these players to go there. I, I, it's time to it's time for them to get it together and put it put it all together, and that's why I think they should be in is just because of how talented they are. Indiana, they, I. I don't know. I, I just can't figure them out. I can't. I really can't. But they had a big win earlier this week. I think they're in right now. But Woodson's got to get them together coming in. They got they get Purdue for the last game of the season. Win a couple games of the Big Ten tournament. You're definitely in. You have the talent. You just got to put it together. And UNC, they, I, I think they're the most in out of those six. I hate UNC. 
I hate UNC. I always will. I just don't like UNC. But this week of college basketball is a lot of fun because I, I think these next two weeks are the most fun of college basketball almost as much as the first weekend of March Madness, which I'll be in Vegas for. Uh, probably doing a podcast in Vegas. Um, but this this week is special because these next two weeks are special because of all these small tournaments. I mean, the best time... The best games are watching Vermont versus UMBC for the American East Conference, and they're playing at like noon on a Tuesday to make it to the tournament. Those games are what makes college basketball and March Madness so beautiful and so great is because of these Cinderella stories, and they start this week. And by the way, UMBC versus Vermont is a very serious contender for American East. Uh, but those games are those games are awesome, and it's also great because Vermont. I, I'm just going to use that as an example because just because it's on my screen. Vermont is 24 and 5, right? And they're number 1 in the American East and UMBC is 15 and 13. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't ma- it really doesn't matter. Just what can you do in the tournament? Cuz one lucky bounce, one lucky shot and you're in the tournament. That's what makes it great. Kind of makes it fluky as well. I I hear that argument, but it's as good as it gets. It's Mar- March is as fun and as good as it gets. I love it. I love college basketball. I love college basketball. All right. I promised I'd bring this back. I, uh, this segment, it's my favorite segment, probably not yours. It's European Minute. And it starts in three, two, one. All right. Chelsea, I'm a huge Chelsea fan, and I got to come out and admit, and I have to say this. If Chelsea would have won against Liverpool in the Carabao Cup, I would have come on here and been like Carabao Cup champs. I would have won their jersey. I would have said we're the greatest of all time. But it's a clown trophy. Who cares? Who cares about the Who cares about the Carabao Cup? Not me. I don't care. It's a dumb game anyway. F1's coming. Uh, March twentieth is the first race. They've got test. They they did some testing earlier. Interesting. I've been doing some. I'm in some group chats with about F1. I have some predictions. I'm, I'm, it's a little too early for me to make the prediction on the podcast. All I'm going to say is that I've been reading the press clippings, and I 100% believe that Ferrari has the best car on the grid, and I think that they might win the whole I think they might win the Construction Cup. And that's been your European Minute. All right, switching gears to American. Get American. And what's more American than baseball? MLB. Lockouts here. And... It's super sad, and it. I, I just. How did we get to this point? How did we do this? How is this possible? How have we argued for this long? We knew this deadline was coming. How did? How, I need somebody to explain it to me, like I'm five years old. How is it that after the last pitch of the World Series, did the owners and the players not meet right then and there? How is that? How How did we have this? How did we do? How, that doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any any sense. How did they get all the way to March first, and now we still don't have a deal? And I don't feel like there's any movement either. I'm here. Uh, I saw a TikTok of Trevor Bauer's agent saying the owners are probably they don't give a crap. April they don't make April they lose money. Nobody goes to games in April. So why why do the owners make a deal? They don't care. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I just I. I and there's a big part of me that wants to just blame the owners, but you got to blame the players too. I would say that it's I'm I would when I was passing out blame earlier today, I'm passing it out to 80% owners, 20% players. What are we doing? How 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 is this possible? 
You're ruining the game of baseball. You are you are sacrificing now dollars for future dollars because this 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 is a long problem. MLB has a big problem in the future with growing the game. They have a huge problem, and they don't care. They don't care what ten years from now is going to look like. They care about today, and that's what's messed up. That is what's terrible about Bob Manfred. It's what's terrible about these owners, and it's terrible about what these players are doing. They don't care. They don't care about the game 10 years from now. They care about now. It's disgusting, and I'm so tired of this. How are they not going to have baseball? Unbelievable. I get it. And if I was a player, I'd probably be the, I'd be right there with them. You know, i got to get the money. Inflation's up. I've got to get my money while I can. Right. I, but start the conversation sooner. Be an adult. Owners, c- come on. You know, meet them halfway. Not like you guys are going to hear this and this is just, I'm just throwing this in my office right now. But come on. What are we doing? This drives me crazy, man. Drives me crazy. Whatever. But there is baseball on. I went to an Arizona State BYU game. It was just, we sat behind a home plate because it was six bucks because both teams are terrible. It was just really nice to hear hear a bat. It was, it was nice to hear the, it was just so nice to hear the crack of the bat. That's, it was so beautiful. And, uh, but yeah, I'm watching it. I'm watching college baseball more and more, but it's still early. Uh, the, there's some good games like today. Stanford beat Arkansas. Stanford is number six. Arkansas is number two, and that was a good game. Oh, and I don't know. We got some good games coming up next weekend. We got Tennessee versus Texas. That's 18 versus one. Miami, who's 24, versus Florida, who's number 15. Georgia versus Georgia Tech, which is 15 versus 19. And then on Saturday, we got my LSU Tigers versus the Texas Longhorns. Um. College baseball is going to get good. I, I watch honestly. If you haven't watched college baseball and you're a baseball fan, give baseball a try because it is old school. It is small ball, bunting, pitcher changes, stealing bases, errors. It I I I envision what baseball was at the very beginning as this when Abner Doubleday was playing. He this is what they were playing. That's kind of how I envision college baseball with just with wooden bats. It's just. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Uh, and I love college baseball because of how crazy it can get. I do. Speaking about getting crazy, can you imagine rooting for a hockey team who scores seven goals and gets their clocks cleaned? Seven goals? The Red Wings put up seven goals, and they were never in the game. I had a dinner party come. I had a dinner party, and I'm cooking all this pasta. Okay, there's a little st- peek behind the curtain. Uh, I'm cooking all this pasta and I bring the TV into the kitchen and uh, three to one. All right, I'm done. I turn it off. I'm done. I'm not watching this crap, right? Party's going, all that kind of stuff. I've got a buddy who is a hockey fan. He's a wild fan. And he's like, how are the wings doing? I was like, last time I checked, they were down seven to one. I get my phone and all of a sudden, what the hell's going on? Seven to six. Do you know what I did then? I made them all watch. I made a all. I made the whole dinner party watch the Red Wings versus the Maple Leafs. I said, "This has never happened." They're down seven to six. They were down seven to one. Now they're down seven to six. They came all the way back. You know how embarrassing that is. Then to have the have the Wings give up three more after that. You know how hard that is to. Then you get laughed at. Then you just get laughed at. Thank you for the public humiliation, Red Wings. Not that I already didn't. It's not that I already didn't need that, you know? Thank you for that. 
jerks. <laughs> but then finally, uh, we'll go to the Pistons. Uh, they are officially, in my mind, the uh, best bad team in the NBA. They are. De- I mean, they beat the Hornets today. They beat the Cavs the other night. They've, they're rocket hot right off the gun right after the All-Star break. They're the best bad team in the NBA. They are. And I thought to myself the other. Uh, I thought to myself today while I was watching it. I said, "God, they really shouldn't win this game." Actually, who cares? I forgot about the lottery. Just kidding. I didn't forget about the lottery, but it's like, who cares? You know, we're in a spot where. Uh, let me look at the standings. We've got 15 wins. The Rockets have 15 wins, and the Magic have 14 wins. And then in the fourth spot is the Thunder, and they have 19 wins. So we have enough of a buffer to not really screw up the lottery because the first four have the same odds or is it three or four i think it's four the first four have the same odds so you have a buffer go ahead win beat the hornets what the hell why not let's have some fun but there is this is a three-man draft four-man draft smith i forgot about i forgot to write about smith there's four guys that i really like out of this draft well there's four guys one i don't really like but you'll get the point after i explain it I love Jay Ivey out of Purdue. You might sit there and be like, well, Kay Cunningham and Ivy wouldn't work together. They would work fine. They, they're they both superstars. They would work fine. I think Banchero is uh, the power forward out of Duke would work perfectly with Cade Cunningham, and I think he's going to be great. And I think Smith out of uh, Auburn is going to be great too. I think he's kind of – he's he can score from anywhere. He can rebound. He can defend. I love Smith. And then Chet – Chet Holmgren, I, I get trolled about this all the time. Eric, you know, you, you I have a buddy named Eric who who texts me nonstop about Chet. Chet's not that good. He's not. He's on an NBA roster uh, when everything's said and done. If he wins a championship, he'll be the fifth best player on the team. That's just true. He is just the fifth best player. He's just not that good. But the other four, the other three, excuse me, that's where the money is, baby. That's where it is. I think all three would work with the Pistons. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. My final thought. Uh, you know, right now, a uh, little serious time. Um, just be kind. Just be kind. It's tough. It's, it's just, There's a lot of things going on. It just brings me down. And, and uh, it's, I think it brings everybody down. And it's tough. It's just tough right now. Tip the waitress extra. You know, just be kind. Spread some kindness around. Make somebody laugh. It's hard. It's hard. You can roast me if that makes you laugh. Roast me. I love hearing a roast. I haven't heard. I haven't gotten a good roast in a while. Last good roast was when I did a shoey, and the guy said, "Where did you film that? Uh, Afghanistan." That was a good roast. I enjoy those. If you want to roast me, you're more than welcome to. I I find them funny. There you go. There's an open. You have an open season. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to another Detroit Pierce podcast. Be kind. Go to Detroit Sports. God bless.